Welcome to Chinuch Today. I am your host, Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield. Please join me as we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today. This is Yerachmiel Garfield, and today we're going to be meeting Rabbi Shraga Friedman of the Living Kiddush Hashem Foundation. The Living Kiddush Hashem Foundation is an organization focused on promoting the importance and focus on Kiddush Hashem as a value of our Chinuch system and as a value of each individual Jew, wherever they are. When we think about Chinuch and we think about goals, we think about objectives, we think about when do we know we're successful, what are we ultimately trying to achieve. And I think that Kiddush Hashem has got to be part of that objective in a very primary way. Kiddush Hashem is ultimately the result of an effective Jewish life. We know that one who lives the ideals and values of the Torah become the kind of person, become shalim in their relationship with Hashem, and that's also reflected in the way they relate to others. And when you meet, when you're a zaycha to meet, or to the extent that we could become an ish or isha hashalim, a person who is complete in their relationship with Hashem and their relationship with others, there is a amazing power and an attraction and a love that exists between that person and all of their fellow men. I have a close connection to the Levine family, as I mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts, and I've read many times the biography of Abari Levine, a tzaddik in our time. And that's one of the things about Rabari that you hear and read about, which was how his ability to be Mekadah Shem Shemayim with everyone he met, whether they be Jew, non-Jew, the religious, the Haredim, or the non-religious soldiers and all the different people he interacted with, it wasn't an objective, it wasn't an agenda. It was a natural outcome of who he was, of the person he became. That wherever he went, he was able to create an aura of Kiddush Hashem, of Shlemus, of comfort, of love between man and fellow man. So Rabbi Shraka Friedman, as you will hear, was a Rebbe for many years in Denver and assistant principal, also out of town. And in that time, he sort of focused himself on this objective. He saw the power of the message of Kiddush Hashem, the importance of the message to our children, and he developed a whole foundation around that message, developing curriculum material and other ways to communicate the importance of Kiddush Hashem, including being mechaber samsvarim. So for all of us, whether we be parents or mechanchim or both, it's so great to hear and to refresh our focus on this goal of this important objective of being Kaddish Shem Shemayim and also realizing that when we're Mechanach children, ultimately, if we're successful, they will also join us in being Mechanach Shem Shemayim. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today. Today we are meeting Rabbi Shraga Friedman of Living Kiddush Hashem Foundation, the Mechaber Sefer, Mechachi Shemecha, and two art school books. Living Kiddush Hashem and a Life Worth Living. He's going to talk to us about Kiddush Hashem and the Living Kiddush Hashem Foundation. Good morning. Welcome, Rabbi Friedman. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Where are you right now? What city do you live in? I live in Baltimore. Wonderful. And did you grow up in Baltimore? I grew up in Cleveland, years in Cleveland, and I was in Yeshiva in Scranton. Wonderful. With David Salvechik, and then Lakewood, BMG. Okay, so let's go from Lakewood. We're going to thank you for that background. We're going to go straight from Lakewood, and we're going to get to Baltimore. So are you someone who got into Chinuch? Did you start as a Rebbe? How did you get to making curriculum and being focused on Kiddush Hashem? So it really started in Lakewood. I was in Yeshiva, and Rav Matzio Salomon, the Mashkiach, gave some very, very powerful shmuzin, a whole series of shmuzin on Kiddush Hashem. And he and it was really one marmokim, Rabbeinu Yaina. Says, the main reason why Baruch gave us all of Torah mitzvahs and made us as a nation is in order to make shem shemayim. So this was this was a shocker for me for some reason I'm not sure why but somehow I missed it that this is the purpose of everything that we do to make shem shemayim. Blew my mind, a lot of questions, and I and I started researching for many, many years, learning the sugya, 
Mesiris Nefesh, living Al Kiddush Hashem, dying Al Kiddush Hashem, how Kiddush Hashem comes through Kedusha, how it comes through Midas and Derech Heret. I spent many years and eventually put out a Sefer, Mikashi Shemecha, and uh, became a Rebbe after a few years in BMG. I was a Rebbe in Denver, Yeshiva, 10th grade. Wonderful. Hold on. Hold on. I have a question. But that's, uh, I want to get to the Rebbe. I always enjoy meeting Rebbeim and talking to Rebbeim. Going back to the Rebbeinu Yona, first of all, where is that Rebbeinu Yona? So it's in Shari Tshuva Kuf Nun Ches. Because in case people want to look it up, it seems like a pretty important uh, marmakum. Second of all, the word you said was that the point of the world is Lakadcho. Is that right? Yes. So when you said that, I wasn't sure that that meant Lakadishim Shemayim. So the show means to make Hashem holy, which I don't even know how a human being could do that, but it certainly doesn't mean you have to behave at the ballpark necessarily. Well, that might be part of it, but it seems like it's much, much broader. And that's what really hit me. I mean, Rabbi Yenna brings the Pasik. He says, he starts off that paragraph with, Understand the great Chiyiv, how important this is to Mekadish Hashem. Then he goes into that whole piece that this is that's the main purpose of all of Torah mitzvahs. Then he brings the Pasuk, and he says that the whole purpose of the Kedusha, is for the Vinikdashti. Well, but how do you get to the ballpark? Meaning, when we grew up in school, we think Kiddush Hashem is a good PR for Klal Yisrael. That's what it means. Making Kiddush Hashem means PR, right? And when you think of Whatever it means on some high spiritual level to be makadish, that means to add holiness to the Hashem, which is, seems that how could a human being, Bechalal, be part of any process of adding Kedusha to Hashem? I just don't know how we connect that to the baseball game. Right. I, I like to say that it's more reflecting the Kedusha of Hashem, bringing the Kedusha of Hashem down to this world. And that's really our Avoidah and Kedusha Hashem is being a pure Tzalem Elokim, to the best of our ability, reflecting HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Kedusha, being a representative of Hashem in this world, of godliness in this world. But when one puts on tefillin in their closet, that's also Kedush Hashem, in this oh, sense. Yes. yes, in a sense. And and Mishnah Meliel says, really, every mitzvah has at its essence Kedush Hashem. And we know B'tzina, Yasef HaTzadik, when you're Kavish, you get Zahara, it's a Kiddush Shemayim. I'll, I'll give you the definition because it's, it's really very broad and like you're bringing out. It's very, very all-encompassing. Um, Rav Chaim Friedlander in Parshas Emmar really gives a great definition which really pulls it all together, connects all the dots. He says that B'mekadish as Hashem is similar to the Lashon you find by B'mekadish Koyhanim. B'mekadish Koyhanim uh, means to raise the esteem of Kohanim, because Kohanim were the leaders of Klai Yisrael. So we put the Kohanim first by the Leah, we give them the first food. Um, and so the Mekadish, the Lashon Kedusha is Hashivas. Kedusha really means Hashivas. So the Mekadish as Hashem is really raising the esteem, putting HaKadosh Baruch Hu first, Kaviyacho. So that's in our own lives, within ourselves, putting Hashem's Ratzon before our other agendas, our other desires. So every time we're, we do a mitzvah, b'tzinah, l'shem shamayim, we're putting Hashem's in first. If we do it for our own purposes and for our own covenant, that's not putting Hashem first. You know, right. raise up Hashem. So b'tzinah has to really be uh, internal and has to be for l'shem shamayim. That's what the Rambam says. However, when we're, when b'farhesia, even if we're just doing our thing and we're just acting like a good Jew. We don't have any intentions at all. We're just being a bentaira, wherever we are. And people see it, and it raises the esteem of Hashem. In their eyes, you've raised HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Hashibos in the eyes of the world. So there's, there's definitely a world aspect, but there's an internal aspect too. Wonderful. Yeah, so there's, it's beautiful. There's really two, two drachim, two approaches to being Mekadosh Hashem. One is through doing mitzvahs, however you do them is sort of a direct hit. And then it's almost a secondary benefit of being a mensch and being a re- good representative, even if you're not doing a mitzvah per se, but that act alone of being uh, worthy of respect and 
and seeing Hashem through our behavior is also an element of Kiddush Hashem. And, and this is this is one of the major results that I've seen from teaching this topic with Bachrim and in schools is that it it connects the Benam Lamakam and Benam Lachaverai. That in order to be successful in in raising the esteem of Akash Baruch Hu, in the world, right? Because the results that we're looking for, and I think we have to keep this in mind, that that Kiddushim Shemayim, there's the, what we do, right? And that's being a Tzalem Elokim. And then there's the vision. It's, so there's like the mission, and then there's the vision. So the mission is the things that we do in order to make Kiddushim Shemayim. In, inside, outdoors, wherever we are. And then there's the, the vision of where is this all going? And where all this is going is that the whole world will be mala aretz deis Hashem, will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. That happens through the Jewish people, through our avayda, everything that we're doing, Torah mitzvahs, it leads the world to the ultimate Kiddush Hashem. Hakol bar that the whole world will, will recognize Hashem. So we're not out promoting and we're not doing a PR and we're not out uh, proselytizing. We don't do that. Our avayda and Kiddush Hashem is really with, to build Kedusha within and and automatically, naturally, it will result in the world recognizing and seeing and being drawn to Yemaisa Mashiach. So mm-hmm. what, what I was saying is that, so that's a package deal. For, for that to happen, for that to work, we, there, there needs to be the Benan Lamakai, and there needs to be the Benan Lachaveira, the Derech Eretz. I just want to share with you one very, very quick, quick, very powerful thing that hit me when I was, listening to the Shmuzin for Matasil years ago. This is going back 25 years ago in Lakewood. So I remember Matasil telling us, he says, you're, you're running to, to base Medrash and you're, you're going to spend the next four or five hours in the, the most hush of the mitzvah possible. Talmud Torah, most hush of mitzvah, four or five hours of learning Torah about Melus. But if you're rushing to get to the, the, the parking spot and to get to a Seder on time, and you're driving aggressively, and you're driving without the Archeretz, he says, then well, what's happening is people are seeing, people are seeing this is a Bentari, this is a Bentari acts. In those few minutes, you could make a tremendous Chil Hashem, and you could hurt the impact of Torah and the power of Torah in bringing Chayat to the world with those few minutes. So yeah. he says, connect the dots, understand that your Torah is in order to make Kaddish Shem Shemayim. You're spending the next four or five hours really in the ultimate Kiddush Shem Shemayim, but you have to be so careful with the Derech Eretz piece that you don't ruin it. It's a very powerful piece. Beautiful. And that's what he says, by the way, that Derech Eretz, Karmel Torah, he says, because Torah's whole purpose is to be Mekadish Shem Shemayim. It's the greatest tool in being Mekadish Shem Shemayim. So if you don't have the, the, the foundational Derech Eretz pieces of Menschlichkeit of, of, of Midas, those pieces, then it could be for Fala, it could be, it could, it could be lost. Beautiful. Okay. So now that we know what Kiddush Hashem is, let's get back to Rabbi Friedman's life. So you went to Denver. You said you were a 10th grade rabbi, I think you said? 10th grade rabbi for 13 years. Wow. Wow. So at that time, what happened to your whole Kiddush Hashem uh, aspect? I mean, I assume you, you were giving schmoozing the kids, your Talmudim were like, I got it, Rabbi. Enough with the Kiddush Hashem. They loved it. <laughs> they actually loved it. They, it gave them a, a sense of tremendous mission that I have, I have a purpose in life. I can make a difference in whatever I'm doing. You know, a lot of time, a lot of Bachram struggle with finding their place for finding their individuality. Right. What's my contribution? And what I found is that this, when they, when they have this vision of, of Kiddush and Shemaim, it opens up so many different avenues in Avaitis Hashem. So they, they started seeing, wait, you know, in the base Madrash, so powerful, right? Become a tremendous Bentayra. But wherever I go, there's opportunities all over. And if I go end up in business, I still have a, a, a very powerful role. I'm on the front lines where I have to reflect MS. I have to be a nice of a nice in Bermuda. I have to do a business Bermuda. I have to be a mensch. And I'm, I'm doing a tremendous contribution to Kvetch Shemayim. So really, really put the Bachram 
on a on a mission in life, whatever wherever they are. I think that was very very powerful for them. So, in your mind, tell me if this is right. Like you had this theoretical inspiration about Kiddush Hashem, but being a Rebbe for thirteen years helped you see how it could really express itself lamaisa in the Talmidim's lives in a way that I assume got you closer to the foundation and, and trying to spread the word. Yeah, so it, it just happened naturally, meaning I was giving over these Yisaitis of Kiddush Hashem, and I I was very inspired by that. I was giving it over to the Bahram. And then I started seeing these results of motivation. I started seeing a certain results in Shlemus, a balance, a certain balance of of Kedusha and of like what we were saying before of Midas and that it, it brought it all together. And, and that's what inspired me really to like, wow, this is very, this is very powerful. And I, I started realizing some things and a lot of times I've, I've spoken over with a lot of over the years and we're, we talked a lot about, and this was a little bit of a sensitive point that I've, that I saw in yeshivas and in schools. I was assistant principal in, in some other city. Um, in elementary school, and I saw it in many schools, a a struggle in the secular studies classroom of behavior in the secular studies. Um, so in Kaidish, there's a lot of respect for the Rebbeim. And then suddenly when it comes to the general studies, and there's, there's probably a lot of different reasons for this, um, the behavior suddenly shifts and changes, and, and, and the school struggle with it. I spoke it over a lot with, with many Mechantrim, and some of the responses I've gotten is that our hashkafa of that we we pump our students and our children with a tremendous pride in being a ben Torah and having a Torah lifestyle, and we we separate ourselves and we're mavdal ourselves and we have to from society and from the influences um, to protect ourselves, and we and we say that the world out there is is terrible. We have to stay far away from it. It's it's disgusting. It's it's destructive. And naturally, of course, the mechanchem tell, of course, it's going to end up with a certain disrespect, a certain lack of covet for people that are not living this Torah lifestyle. They're not on our level. So the pride of being a ben Torah could end up in looking down and degrading. And the havdalah, the fact that we're different, is could lead to indifference. And, and, and that's the way it is. And so what I realized, and I think this is a, a tremendous prescription, I think it's very deep, is that if we connect the dots and we understand that the Torah, the Hashivas of Torah, is ultimately leads, is for the purpose of Kiddush Shem Shemayim. So we're B'nai Torah, not just to be B'nai Torah for ourselves, we're B'nai Torah because that's going to make a difference for everyone. So we're thinking about others. We're thinking about outside of, of ourselves. So then the Torah, the Hashivas, that pride is not going to lead to bittel and to degradation and a zilzal of everything else because our pride is that we're the Mekadshi Hashem. We have the Torah that's a tool to be Mekadshi Hashem. And the same is true with that Havdalah. Yes, we're different. And yes, the world out there is there's there's bad influences and we have to stay far away and we have to be out and that's so important. But if we recognize that that Havdalah is really ultimately to make a difference, we're different in order to make a difference, not to be indifferent. And the only way we can make a difference is if we're different. In order for us to be proper at Salam Elohim, a pure reflection of Hashem, so we have to separate ourselves from the influences. But let's connect the dots. That we're being at Salam al Kim in order to Mekadish and Shemayim. So we look at the world and we see influences, we see Hashchasa, and we could point that out to our kids, but we also have to say that there's potential in the world. Beautiful. Yes. That other people have potential and that the world is going to come around. And if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, the world will be in a different place. I believe it. I, I truly believe that we can make a huge difference. Is there, I, I know it's a more secular or modern modern Orthodox expression that's like Orla Amim. Is that is that a Yiddish where does that come from? Is that part of your like you almost Pasuk. touched on that, but I don't know what the makar for that is and if that's Yishayim. So the light onto the nations. So I, I believe we all have the same goal, like Vayikra Bashem Hashem, Avram Avinu's goal. Vayikra Bashem Hashem was for to to for the whole world to follow. 
But the Ramban points out that Yaakov Avinu, it changed. It doesn't, it says by Yikov Hashem Hashem that he proclaimed the Shem Hashem all over by Avram Avinu. And then by Yitzchak, it says it again. But by Yaakov Avinu, it does not say it. And the Ramban in, um, I think it's in Parshas Vayelech, I believe, says that by Yaakov Avinu, once he had a whole mishpacha and, and the shifteka, so he, his focus switched to internally. Hmm. That we have to build, now we have a whole mishpacha, we have a rabbim. And when there's a rabbim, it's going to be nispar sema the Ramban says. The pearson will happen automatically. So with Avram and Yitzchak, they were individual. They were just one person. So they wanted to spread it. They needed to spread hmm. it. But now it's a mishpacha. Oh, now, wow. now, it built, now it's going to happen automatically. Got it. But it's still the same goal. Right. Yaakov Avinu didn't change the, the tachlis. So right. Laar Gayim, and I want to point out that the, the Nitziv says, that La'ar Gaim Pasuk starts with Ve'etzarcha, that I'll make for you a tsura. You have to have a tsura of a Yid, of a Bentaira, of a, of a, of a Tznua, of someone that's a Kaddish, and that's how you're La'ar Gaim. So it's not through, um, impressing the world with athletic abilities, with scientific discoveries. You know, that's not how we're La'ar Gayim. La'ar Gayim is to be a light by being a, a different surah, surah of a yid, a surah of Salam Elohim, a reflection of Hashem. So you mentioned that after Denver, you went to be a Manal for four years in an out-of-town school. I'm curious how that experience influenced your understanding of Kiddush Hashem and if you tried the tricks there and uh, what you learned and how it helped develop your, your view on how Kiddush Hashem can help Klai Yisrael. So, um, in, in the elementary school, so I was involved with the middle school and we did give over a lot of these, this theme, the stories and the Yusaitis and, um, and the, and it impacted the boys. So it opened them up to think about others. I think that was really the biggest piece is that a lot of times we find at this age and adolescence in general, um, are very, um, kind of, there's, they're in a bubble. And they're, um, and, and naturally in their brains that they're, they're, it's not developed to really think of beyond themselves. But the, the Kiddush Hashem focus really added to that, that helped them kind of be, think beyond themselves that our actions affect others. There's, and, and so that helped to some level to create the certain sensitivities with the kids that we have, we're on a mission. We have a job that the morning has to kind of, um, continue into the afternoon that we're been to wherever we are. Um, and it, it remains a challenge and it, and it's, uh, it's a challenge in, in many schools. And I, and I think we do need to work on our systems and figure out a way to connect, um, Kaidish and Chol, have Rebbeim emphasize this in the Kaidish, how important it is wherever they go and how they go when they go into the afternoon to hold on to their, the the the, the hashkafas of the kavod abrius and 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 respect for for all types for for everybody and it, I think what I found also that it helps with each other with the classes together especially out of town where you find diverse the, all kinds of different types and different levels and we we struggled with bullying um, between the different circles and the different demographics that we have in our schools um, the kiddush hashem focus. Um, helps with that too, that it, that opens them up that we're, that we have to be sensitive to others. And, um, and we're, and as B'nai Torah, we, um, we have to be considerate and we have to be, um, we, we all have the same goal, really. And did you find that the elementary school students were able to digest your message like the high school students were? Even elementary kids, but you know, middle school, middle school level, middle yeah. school level. Um, they loved it. The stories are very impactful. The stories are stories, not just of good island. The stories of simple people making a difference in what, in what, in, in just being a good Jew. Um, and that starts, you know, s- sinking in that they matter, that their actions matter. Uh, they have repercussions on the Chalashem side and they could be very impactful on the Kiddush Hashem side. Would you say your experience dealing with the middle school? was a good test case of a positive result of using the Kiddush Hashem theme? Did you yeah. say success? Yeah, because the, really what built up the curriculum and the books that, I, that I've that i written is from 
the kids, I mean, kids would come back with stories, beautiful, beautiful stories of what happened to them wherever they were. Really remarkable. I'll tell you one story that happened please. in Denver Yeshiva. At that time, the, the yeshiva was in a pretty dangerous neighborhood. And they had some issues with some public school kids that were walking past the dorm. And they were, they were yelling things and throwing things at the dorm. And it got a little, it got, it got frightening. There was a point where they woke up in the morning, the Bahram, and they saw painted on the walls, the logos of the gang of these public school gang on the wall of the dorm. So at that point, the Hanhala called up the police and reported to the police. Police came down to the yeshiva. They went to the conference room and they spoke to each Bachar that had some interaction with these kids um, separately. And they told each Bachar that please tell us exactly what these kids were saying, because there's a difference between those kids that were, that are, that are just fighting with each other. Or if it's a hate crime, if it becomes, if it's a racist thing, if it's an anti-Semitic thing, right, then, it's more serious. Then it's a whole different level. Right. So they tell us exactly what they were saying. So each bacher came in, and the bacher didn't want to repeat the the profanities. So the bacher would replace the profanities profanities with a beep. So the bacher came in. And they said, "You beep beep Jew," and the police officer is jotting this, writing this down in his police report. And is, and and one after the other, the same thing happens until the police officer told one bacher, he says. He says, what kind of police report is this? I can go to the judge and beep, beep, beep. You know, the whole thing is filled. But the police officer said to the Bach, he says, that's why we love you guys so much. You're so much more human. You seem so much more human than the kids on the street. That's what he says. Wow. The kids came back to me and and tell this over to me. And they, you know, a a lot of stories like this. Now, just the way they talk, naturally, they they didn't have to go out proactively and and make a good impression and make a scene. Just being a good Bentaira is just, is, is very, very powerful out there. Beautiful. And so after your experience as being, you know, in the elementary school or middle school, then what happened next? You, you developed this full time or how did you go to, what was the next step? I moved into, into therapy and I moved to Baltimore to a bigger Jewish community to, to, um, to work with Bachram as a therapist. And that's what I'm doing today. Um, along with working on living Kiddush Hashem foundation. Um, and from there, you know, we've, I've been putting in many, uh, hours in my day is, is, is developing, um, the curriculum, getting into schools, working with yeshivas and Rebbeim and yeshivas, um, on this, on, on these yesidas, um, and, and developing the program. And um, we, you know, we're now we're, we're, we have programs with, with women. Um, there's women chaburis that are learning the books. We have different publications, um, and articles and different newspapers all over the country. And we're, we're building up because I believe that the, the difference that this can make with, in so many areas, if we would, you know, with a little, with a little shift, a little paradigm shift, you know, I believe that just like any organization, in order for it to succeed, they need to have a mission statement. They need to have a mission statement. No matter what the employees are doing in that organization, everyone has to know what the ultimate mission is in order for that organization to succeed. So Claudius is no different. For us to, to be successful and really bring the Gaula, we, we need to know the mission. So it doesn't matter what we're all doing, what we're doing. Everyone has their individual role in being Makadish and Shemayim. But we have to, we have to have the vision of where it's headed and make sure that we're aligned with it. If we are aligned for it, I, I believe that if we just in, in, ingrain this side of that, the purpose of Torah Mitzvahs is really ultimately to be Makadish and Shemayim for the world. Um, it, it could change our behavior wherever we are and it can move the world to a whole different place. And I, and, and it could, it could help with the anti-Semitism. you know, the Nitziv speaks about it, that the anti-Semitism is just to hold on to the Tzura is to just make that Havdalah, make sure that we're Muvdal. Hmm. When once we're Muvdal, I, I have to tell you very briefly that he says a great marshal says the Jewish people are fire are compared to fire. The nations of the world are water. Fire and water don't go well together. They clash and they put each other out. It's terrible. He says, but if there's, if there's a pot and the water is in the pot and separates the fire from the water, then the fire could be fire. 
and the water could could be purified, and they could work together, and they could be oivim zeze. They could live in peace, and it and and and, it, and it's a it's arlugayim. But if the if the pot's not there, then the water the fire gets watered down, and then it gets very ugly. So that the the anti-Semitism comes in to make sure that we're mobile to remind ourselves. Wow, beautiful. So if a school called you up, let's say uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, you tell me which one calls you up and say. We want to embrace this program. We heard the podcast or one of the two thousand two pardon me, two million listeners of Chinook Today podcast. And we want to bring this to our school. So what does that look like? What does it mean to bring you to the school or to get into the curriculum? So we have actual curriculum and it's it's sponsored, heavily sponsored, so it's really, really discounted prices. Like we're talking about cheap, cheap. And you know, because there's there's people that are that are very passionate about this as well. They want to, want to get this into every school. Um, it's simple. Um, there's, there's, it could be once a week. It could be extracurricular lesson. Um, there's activities or it could be done in the classroom or it could be done, um, with five minute stories. We have different materials. So depending on what your needs are, there's, there's a lot of different ways. There's, Is there any training needed or it's pretty self evident for the Rebbe or Mora? I have a 25 minute video. That's a workshop. That's a training that lays out the, the main usitis, the definition, the results, and how we're trying to ingrain it into the kids. Beautiful. Okay. So then let's say a school would buy the curriculum and go through the training. Um, and then once a week do a half an hour lesson, I guess. And, um, so that's your primary, uh, tool. That's the primary tool. And different schools have different, done in different ways. There's, there's Shabbatones with a, Kiddush Hashem theme and, and where they do all kinds of creative booths on Kiddush Hashem and bring this into the attention of, you know, a lot of different Beis Yaakov. So there was a Beis Yaakov in St. Louis this past year. They did a Shabbaton on the Kiddush Hashem theme and 16 other Beis Yaakovs joined. It was, it was beautiful. I was there and it was, it was fantastic. So it really kind of pumps the whole Shabbos and they see all the different factors of it and it's it's life-changing other schools have done have done it like um high schools have done as yimei iyun so we've provided material for yimei iyun some schools have done a school-wide theme uh, uh, the schools in in farakway uh no space yakov in farakway did a first grade through eighth grade um school-wide theme for the whole year Kiddush wow. Hashem. different aspects of it you know so it's not all it's there's their pieces there's midas pieces but there's kedusha um, there's all Havdalah. There's so many different aspects of it. Do you think but, it resonates with girls more than boys or there's no difference really? I don't think there's much of a difference. The only difference is that the girls take in all the creative aspects of it mm-hmm. and they run with it. So Vinos Pesiaka, for example, they had their energy company in that area. It's called PSEG is the energy company. They took PSEG and they made that that's the kind of the theme. They're the energy company lighting up the world, lights mm-hmm. all over the world. Proudly sanctifying, P-S-E-G, proudly sanctifying everywhere we go. And that kind of became the logo and the banners. It was, it was remarkable. Wow. So creative. And you also mentioned you work with Rebeim. So I work that? with Rebeim. My, my goal and what we've been doing for the last year or two is providing at least one Rebbe in each high school with the exact materials that he needs for himself to, because yeshivas and high schools are generally not taking curriculum. Right. Um, they're not giving your lessons, but I give the Rebbe the, the, a condensed version of the Safer. And, and I've sent this out for free and I'd be happy to send anyone that emails me, you know, a free file, free hard copies if they, if they need. Um, I give them the condensed version of the Safer, which has the main Yusaitis, the main Marmachimus. And along with that, a story supplement, which has the anecdotes, the stories that are very easy to pick out. So the Rebbe, the hope is that the Rebbe, Will be kinda and acquire it for himself, and it and and then drip it down and kind of um, spill it over into his his bathroom in whatever he's teaching. Beautiful. I love how you're so practical in making it real, you know, realistic for the rebbeim. I guess that's because of your experience. You know uh, what it takes to get it into the schools. I also noticed on your website you have um, the haskama of Gedola Yisrael. Obviously, Rav Matasio, I'm sure, was enthusiastically behind you. Did you develop any other ksharim with Gedolei Yisrael around this? And could you share anything they had said or or anything that uh, you got from that? Sure. 
Um, Revalia Brunni said that, that this was the sprach. This was the, the terminology that was used when he was in yeshiva. He still says that all the time. He's speaking about Kiddush and Shemayim, but this used to be the, the, really the language constantly that we're, we're, we're B'nai Tara, we're B'mekandishim Shemayim, wherever we go, right? Kvait Shemayim. And he says, we need to, we need to have that and use my name that this should be a focus. We're, you know, in all schools, yeshivas, that we, we, we need to connect these dots. Mm. It's very, very, um, Nechazik, this, this Indian. Um, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky is, is so much behind it. Um, and many others. But Rav Moshe Hauer got a hold of the Sefer and he, he contacted me. He loved the Sefer. He loved these sites and he says, I'll help you spread it. And he's told people about it. He gave Shiurim on it. Very, very powerful. I noticed some Maskamas from Eretz Yisrael, Gedolim. Is that? Well, I have a, I have a, it was a, a crazy story. I have a, a partner, um, in Tom's River. His name is Shopsy Gartner and he's a businessman. He has a successful business and he's been funding the majority of the program the last few years. And he got so passionate about this. He found my book, Living Kiddush Hashem, and he calls me up and he says, we got to, we got to move with this. We got to take the, we got to get this out there. And he actually went to Israel and took the curriculum, took the books, and brought it to the G'daylum. Uh-huh. G'daylum, the G'daylum, a told him, I don't remember offhand, which G'daylum told him that this, if we get this ingrained in people, this could be the the biggest Kirov program in the world, meaning automatically, naturally. Mm-hmm. It's not a Kirov, it's not a Kirov thing. But right. if we get the Jewish people to be sensitive to this, um, the, then just being a Telemokim, it will happen. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's why there's, I was wondering why there's so much Eretz Yisrael, uh, G'daylim, like, it doesn't sound like there's much to do with Eretz Yisrael, and that, that explains that. We'd like to get it there someday, but it's a whole different cult, culture, and it's going to take a lot of work. Right, right. Okay. And where do you see the program, like, in five years? Like, what do you vision for it? We're, we're, we're expanding, and we're just doing, our, our, in a month from now, our first fundraising. We need more more partners. We need the funding it's all about the funding to get this out because when people see this it it it's really life changing and if we if we get the funding together we want to do um some really um in, clever and and catchy marketing for it to spread through the hamanam through the jewish world the yeshiva world the the jewish world that really bring this this focus like Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation did for Lashon Hara we would like to do for Kiddush Hashem yeah I was going to say when you go through Mishpacha or the other Jewish magazines there's probably 10 different initiatives there's Musar there's Shmer Seinayim there's Limonatayra five or six different Limonatayra ones there's Lashon Hara I guess you feel Kiddush Hashem is a is a the best investment, you know, but uh, I, I will say, I wonder if Klai Yisrael will just see it as another one of those things. That's that's tricky. I, I do think that it's it's our mission. You know, Rav Ram Shore told us that, uh, you know, he said over, you know, to Shul, that he says, Hashem is kemezid, that it's the only Avera that Shoyge, even when done by it's the same as Mezid. Like, why? And he said over, he says, because he said over with a muscle that if a king sends sends his servant on a, on a mission to a different country for years and years, and he tells him this is your mission, and then at the same time you're doing the mission, make sure that you take care of this, send some regards to my relatives over there, and uh, you know a bunch of different details. If the guy comes back years later and he says, you know, I, I sent regards to your relatives, I did this in this detail, but I forgot what was the the, the main thing that I was supposed to be there for. He says that's that's inexcusable. Right. So that's, we cannot forget our mission. We yeah. have to have that in the forefront. And I believe, by the way, that the the concept it's it's kind of been lost is that as the Chikuli Yeshua, that Sapa, the Shayava, the Tsipuli Yeshua, and that we dive in for it all the time is really a Kiddush Hashem campaign that await every single day. Have your eyes on the goal. Don't forget the goal. There's going to be a time where Kfait Shemayim is, is spread throughout the world. And don't forget that. It has to be, it's not just a Muna for the Gula. It's not just a Muna. I believe that there's going to be a Gula someday. It's a I believe, and I've seen this, is in order that we stay focused on the ultimate goal. 
on Kiddush Shem Shemayim. So we stay aligned. We have to stay aligned with it. Did you get any opposition? I, I would, wouldn't imagine you would, but I'm just curious. Have you had any opposition to this from either a community, a mechanic, a gadol, a rav, anyone? It is tricky, a little bit. Um, tell, me, the, tell me about that. The pushback is that it's nuanced because Kiddush Shem Shemayim has been construed and there's a lot of misunderstandings about what it means and how to go about it. And we have to be very careful about that. And that's why I believe it's mostly educational materials because there's, you know, three main yesaitis that we have to get across and have to get across right. It has to be done right of what our role is in Kiddush and Shemayim. It's a mahalach of how are we in Kiddush and Shemayim for B'nai Torah, for, for, for religious Jews. Um, what's our role in this? Do we go out and we, and we, we promote it? Do we, we put it up on billboards, believe in God? Do we go out and impress? Do we talk to people? What, how, how's this done? So it's a delicate topic and, and there's a, there's, there is a fear out there that we're, we're, we're going to take into consideration other people. If we're all, if we're all about impressing, if people make the mistake that we're trying to impress and we need to impress, then we're taking into consideration what they want to see, what society mm. wants to see. And we might get watered down by that. And that's not Kiddush Shem Shemayim. And that's kind of my, what, what I teach in the, in the curriculum and the materials. Kiddush Shem Shemayim is not impressing. Um, it's impressing upon them the Ratzon Hashem. It's reflecting the will of Hashem. The PR, really, how is it going to spread? And I'll just, this is a big aside and I, I, we're short on time. But Hashem will do the demonstration. That means we make the reflection. We become the pure Tzalem Kim indoors and outdoors. Hashem will ultimately demonstrate that when we're at Tzalem Kim, Hashem will shower us with his Hashkacha, with his Bracha. And that will bring the world to the truth. When, when, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu demonstrates to the Jewish people that this is my people, this is who I love, then they will see, oh, this is what reflects. So if I could paraphrase, just to make sure I have it clear. So if there would be a scenario where by doing a Vodas Hashem, it would not reflect positively because it would, God wouldn't understand it. And they would look at us bad. Taka, they look at us like we're arcane or we're out of touch. By doing that, that's a Kiddush Hashem. Still. Oh, excellent. I, I, I needed to bring up that point. I appreciate it. We, we shouldn't have ended before we bring up that point. It's so important that we have to stand strong. And part of Kiddush Hashem is even the face of opposition. Mesiris Nefesh. And when people don't like it, to stand strong and be, feel proud that we're fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem. And sometimes it's, it's looked down at. Sometimes it's, it's, it's laughed at. It's mocked. And, and they don't like it. But if we're reflecting the Ratzon Hashem, and obviously, if we could do it in a sensitive way. So let's say, for example, our Rav tells us that we're not supposed to shake hands with, with uh, uh, another woman. And the lady puts out her hand and you say, I'm sorry. That uh, because of religious reasons, uh, religious sensitivities, I don't shake hands, and we don't shake hands. And, let, and a lot of times they're respectful about it, but sometimes they'll look at it like, "What? What kind of? What kind of? You know, that's not decency. That's not etiquette." Right. That's a good example. Right. And they and they they, they don't like it. Um, it's still a shem shemayim because you did the ratzon hashem. You obviously, you try to do it in a sensitive way. So you do the ratzon hashem. Um, how you do it. You're, you're careful how you put on tefillin in the airport, how you dive in there. Of course, we have to put on tefillin. Of course, we have to dive in, right? But there's, there's the how we go about it. We have to do it in a proper, in a delicate way. I have to share with you just, I think this captures in a lot of our curriculum are built on this muscle. Rav Chanan Wasserman says that the Jewish people are like the captain, the crew of a ship. And the nations of the world are like the passengers. And this is mm-hmm. a great way to visualize these delicate relationships of who we are and who the nation of the world, what's our relationship with them. So the crew of the ship has, has, has books and books and maps of instructions. And Rebbe Khan says, because we have a, we have this job of driving an entire boat to a special destination. The nations of the world have the Sheva they have simple basic rules, law and order, mm-hmm. not to, not to bore holes in the ship and sink the ship, destroy the ship. The, the crew, if you think about that muscle, and we built the whole curriculum about like a training course for captains, a training course for the crew, training course for Mekad Hashem. So the crew dresses different. They live in different quarters. 
they don't they don't intermingle they don't entertain themselves like the, with the passengers they have to drive the ship they have to stay focused on their jobs the ship won't be able to get to the destination if they get distracted mm. they get involved in other things at the same time even though they're moved or they're separate and they dress differently and they have that pride of being the crew of having this extra responsibility they're still very sensitive to the passengers passengers are part of their role right and they're and they're and they're their heritage and they're careful. And this, and we take this motion, and we build up the whole thing. The crew amongst each other, there's a whole different level of Kiddush Hashem, Yisrael, amongst Jews. Right. It's a whole different level. The crew amongst each other are much more responsible for each other, for each other and the classmates. Um, and, and then there's a different Hanhaga for the, for the passengers. Mm-hmm. So we build that up and we show this Havdalah. And sometimes when the passengers want to go in a different direction, they want to go to that island, right? And they try to convince the, the crew, drive that way. The crew obviously has to stay on course and they have to, they have to stay strong because they listen to the boss, right? The boss is, wants them to go to a special destination, wants the whole boat to the special destination and they have to stay strong and, and follow the directions of the boss. I heard it. I don't know where it is in, in writing, but mm-hmm. Foyer years ago shared this muscle with me. Beautiful. We expounded upon it. Beautiful. Okay, is there anything else that you want to share about it before we uh, finish up? I don't want to leave anything out. I think we covered pretty much the entire uh, program, but anything else you wanted to share before we finish up? I would love to share a, a, a quick story, which is one of my favorites. Um, but if anybody wants to um, get in touch with, with us, livingkiddishashem at gmail.com. Livingkiddishashem at gmail.com is our email address. They could see our website, livingkiddishashem.org. They'll see a lot of the materials. Please contact us. We could send you the free files um, and you'll be able to get a good taste. I'll, I'll share with you this final story because a lot of times when I speak about this, Bahram would say, oh, you know, we, we can't make a difference. It's not going to make a difference, whatever we do. It, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's always going to be anti-Semitism. Asa Sainliakov is going to be in, inevitable, that kind of idea. So I share with them this story. This happened to a neighbor of mine in Denver. His name is Dan Kravitz. And Dan Kravitz is a, is a good-hearted, uh, wonderful Jew. And he has a second-hand store, a furniture, second-hand furniture store in Denver. And he told me this story, remarkable. He was in a shop. He was wearing his caps. He couldn't really tell that he was Jewish. And in walks a skinhead. Mm. And... And he had tattoos on his arms that said, kill the Jews. And Dan was very frightened. It was a neo-Nazi. And Dan was like, what is, what happens if this guy figures out that I'm Jewish? This guy could be really be dangerous. He's nervous about it. He takes him around the store and he does some shopping. And, uh, and Dan is careful to be generous and to be kind. And the guy picks up a couple pieces of furniture. And, and Dan is, is really, he's upset. Like, how could this person put this on his arms? How could he, how could, it's, it's horrific. And finally, Dan, he gets the guts. He wants to say something. He says to get, he says to the guy, what is this on your arms? What do you have against the Jews? He says, the Jews, they're liars. They're thieves. They control the world. He goes on and on the whole nine yards. So Dan listens. And then he says to him, he says, do you know? For the last hour, you've been dealing with the Jew. He takes off his cap. He shows him his yarmulke. I pray every day. Shows him a sitter. And the guy can't believe it. And the guy, the only thing that comes out of his mouth is, no way, man. No way, man. I can't. No way. He says, yes. He says, I, I hate to say this, but sir, you've been, you've been brainwashed. And I bet you're disconnected from your family. The guy says, how do you know? I haven't spoken to my parents in 10 years. So Dan says, no blind hatred comes from you know, a loving relationship. Couldn't be. Another customer walks in at that moment and he gets busy with this other customer and he, he helps pack up this other guy. He sends, sends this guy off. Six months later, this guy comes in and he, and he gives Dan a big hug, he comes through the door and gives Dan a big hug. And he has a head full of hair and he says, Dan, do you recognize me? Dan looks at him and says, yeah, yeah, I recognize. And he says, I've come back to thank you. I've changed my whole philosophy in life because of you. You showed me what a good Jew is. And I've even reconnected to my my family. Wow. Remarkable. 
the difference just being a good, kind, Jew, anyone could do it, can make a massive difference. Beautiful. Rabbi Friedman, thank you for what you're doing. And it's amazing Akash Baruch who sends Nitzaitzas of different focus and different interests. And, you know, this is clearly yours. You're, you're a walking Kiddush Hashem, a living Kiddush Hashem. And uh, Hashem should give you all the, the Chachma and the Gashmias that can support you need to, to be Matzliach further and further. Oh, man, thank you so much for the opportunity and, and, and all your avodas HaKadosh. Thank you so much. Well, this interview is a little different than some of my previous ones in terms of the amount of Torah content and the discussion about the Hashkava of Kiddush Hashem. With Rabbi Friedman, we really unpacked what exactly a Kiddush Hashem is, what are some of the sources for it, and how it expresses itself today in a modern application. And I hope that those who have listened are mechuzik in the idea of Kiddush Hashem and recognizing how important it is in everything we do. Quoting from the Rabbeinu Yonah about its central theme in all of Torah and just the way that we experience it with the people that we care about and the people that we love and the people that we look to for direction, that they are living Kiddush Hashem. And that's something that we certainly all aspire to. So I hope you follow up with the materials, whether it be his Sefer or the art scroll books or some of the curricular materials that he has, and remember to be focused on this very important idea of Kiddush Hashem. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Chinuch Today podcast. Please feel free to send any questions, comments, or recommendations for guests to Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. This is Yerach Garfield wishing you a wonderful day.